those poor people in Guatemala. Like, yeah. You were the flavor of the month mm-hmm. for a saw. So- I mean, oh, let's be there for Guatemala. Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight's episode 179 is entitled Narcissism, Feelings versus Emotions, Part 3. What is a narcissist? What does narcissism, why does narcissism fly in the face of loving others? How does narcissism use feelings instead of meeting others' emotions? We're talking about that tonight at the table. So pull up a seat. And join us, first-time listeners. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Watch us live at lunchtimeinrome.com slash live, or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and it would be great if you gave us a five-star review. Jay. What specifically is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst. Good times aren't as good and bad times are worse when you are all alone. Romans twelve fifteen says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. We demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes or so of the podcast and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be twelve fifteen in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime in, in Rome. Rome. Hi, boys. Evening, Look Welcome, Duke. Duke. Who's Duke? You got you, this. Is me, guys. Duke I just is shaved our, my head, and my, my voice is a little different. No, I'm just kidding. Duke is our um, friend. Been on the podcast before with his wife Lydia. Mm-hmm. And this episode is not titled Duke Maley. He is not here no. as a feature. No, he's uh, he's at the table. He's at the table. He's at the table every week. Mm-hmm. He's but physically <laughs> at the table here. Ah, the table. Chris yep. is taking care of some business. Yep. And doing a little recouping from an Ochre Coke trip. Oh, Ever yeah. heard of it? Ever, I've heard of it. I haven't heard anything about the trip. Yeah, I didn't hear much. Right. So, we uh, and uh, Eric's on the uh, tech tonight. Also a little under the weather, so not really able to use his voice a whole lot. So, we, we called up the specialist. Called an audible. One who knows about narcissism. Yeah. When right. I invited him, he said, is it because you, narcissism? <laughs> you an expert witness? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody who knows all about that. Well, anyways, it's good to have you here, Duke. Thank and um, an what's going on with you in your life? Uh, not much. Uh, I just want to say uh, thank you guys for having me on. Um, it's an honor to be on, uh, filling in for Chris for the for the moment. And uh, hope he's doing well uh, and his family as well. And hope to see him back real soon. And to be honest, we said Duke or Lydia, but he said she was too busy. Mm. She's on Owen duty tonight. She she did actually really want to be here, uh, but uh, we negotiated for me to be here this time. So gotcha. Uh, yeah, but uh, we negotiated. For me to be here, yeah. How did that negotiation go? Maybe a little bit of guilt tripping. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just sounded like you were like, "Nope, she's on own duty," and yeah. then all of a sudden it's negotiated. Hmm. Well, uh, maybe next week she'll be on. I, well, if you invite her, she'll absolutely be on. So, well, let's see how Chris feels. Let's see how let's see how it plays out. Oh, oh. oh. disc golf. Oh. Ah. Um, all right. Well, I was in Florida last week. That's, yeah, you were. We, we did. We haven't done the pod recently as Six much months. as we should. Yeah, um, we've missed a couple weeks, uh, but that's life. That happens. I was in Florida last week for Thanksgiving, and we were down visiting my in-laws, and it was just a really, really nice trip. 
uh, the house. They they moved into a new house earlier in the year, uh, late last year. Put in a pool, just completely revamped the house, and it's wow. it's amazing. I didn't they put in the pool. I thought every house in Florida had a pool. No, they they put it in. Said a guy who lived in Florida and didn't have a pool. That's just flooding. <laughs> oh, that's just flooding. Oh, too soon. Uh, too soon. Sorry. Um, but no, they 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 put in a really nice pool, really nice lighting. They have this thing that I was really jealous of that goes over the top of the pool and it's attached to their house. It's this like aluminum screen room, but like it's it's you can see outside perfectly fine. Oh. Yeah, like a lot of houses down there have. Yeah. Right. It keeps it the bugs out. Keeps the bugs out. But I'm looking at it like, man, like in the springtime with my pool, I get all the pods from the trees that uh. get into my pool. And then like it's covered. The whole surface of my pool can be covered. And then towards, you know, the beginning of fall, you start to get the leaves and stuff. So I'm just looking at this thing the whole time like, man, I could do something with this. Um, but it was a really great trip. You still get sun, though. You still get things. yeah. Uh, you don't uh, even get like waffle tan, right? No, it's 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 almost completely transparent. Um, we while we were down there, my father in law had scheduled this flat bottom riverboat ride, which was ah. really like with the big fan in the back. Yeah. So we did that airboat. an airboat. Yeah, we did that. We started off in this little kind of tributary, then we opened up into a bay where we saw pods of dolphins, like right next to our boat. Yeah. Pods of dolphins. We saw a manatee. Like this manatee poked its head out of the water. They are not a beautiful creature. They're really... Jim Gaffigan has a great bit on manatees. Cows of the sea. Yeah, the sea cow. Um, We saw a bald eagle. And and our our captain, our tour guide, was just really cool. Irish Dave. And he was really Irish. Um, I want to be Italian. And he definitely had seen some stuff. Um, (laughs) And then, so we went from the tributary to the bay and then out into the gulf. And like he just he just opened it up for like a mile out into the Gulf, and like we're just sitting there, like Back to the Future or something like that. I go, oh, this is awesome. Whole family, uh, everybody but Susan went. Um, she stayed back and was your whole family then. Yeah, yeah, right. that's awesome. It was great, and and um, my brother in law was in, hadn't seen him for a couple years, and the last time we saw him was at a funeral. Oh. So this was really nice just to be able to catch up with them, him, everybody. You know, it went off without a hitch. There wasn't really anything unfortunate that happened that, you know, sometimes can happen in family get-togethers. It was just, it was a really good time. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to talk about was I had recessed lighting put in my house today. Yeah. Oh. Eric and I were, we were talking right before um, the, the show and at mid, mid-conversation, Eric just stopped. He's like... This is such an adult conversation to have. This is such an old. He was like, "Cause I got excited when you talked about recess lighting," but man, it's it, the the electricians did a great job. Um, it's because our our living room, like when it's sunny out, we have these big windows, and you know, it's 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 a great room. But when it's not, it's really dark, even with you know two different lights in there. So even as you say that, I think I'm like, yeah, it's a dark room. It is a dark room. I'm never there in the daytime though. Yeah, I mean, even even. Even when it's cloudy in the middle of the day, it still feels dark, mm. you know. So we had the recess lighting put in with a dimmer switch. Um, so it's it's just it's the right. It's exactly what I was hoping for with this, which is awesome. Yeah, like because so often you get something you really really want, and it's not exactly what you really really or it's not what you wanted. Right. So now it's a double bonus. They put it out or they put they spaced them out perfectly as like I wanted on the ceiling. Um, but man, I really got the idea for the recess lighting in there from when we went on our disc golf trip last year to Ohio. Yep. Remember that really like modern mm-hmm. farmhouse that we got? Every room had them, and I was like, "This is great. These are great." So Berlin? No, that's where I went last year. Um, Warren, Warren, Ohio. Yeah, Warren. Lovely. Uh, Warren. That was a great Airbnb. It's a great Airbnb. I really it was liked a great it. trip. 
Yeah, that was a good trip. Um, so, you know, I could talk about lots more, but um, I think those are two pretty good things. Yeah. I'm amazed at the date. I'm so confused. I was getting out of the car today to get my hair cut, and I heard an advertisement for FanDuel or some betting app. And they were like, you know, doubleheader Thursday night. I'm like, is it Thursday already? I'm like, oh, no, it's not Thursday until, but it is Wednesday. And it was November 21st. I had to look it up for something. And I I just looked at it, and I was like, it cannot be November 21st. I'm like, I don't know what it's supposed to be, but, like, maybe early September. Mm -hmm. Like, I have no idea, but it doesn't feel like when it's supposed to. And even now, on the other side of Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. you know, you're like, oh, man, Christmas is, like, tomorrow. And then you're like, no. No, it's a month away still. Yeah. It'll be here in five seconds. Yep. But so I'm just all, I have no idea. Day of the week, date of the month. It's almost like back in the, you know, COVID days yeah. when nothing mattered. You know, I just you had no idea what day it was. But, I did I did the same thing. I dropped Ethan off to school this morning and I was like, it's Tuesday. Nope, it's Wednesday. Well, yeah, that's the whole Monday, mm-hmm, Tuesday thing. Right. Tuesday, Monday thing. And coming back from the trip, you know, still trying to. Yeah. So, you know, that's a lot of what's like, I'm just spinning mm-hmm. and it's fine. It's good. Like even with the, the Thanksgiving we hosted and, and Tommy and Jane's family were able to be at dinner, which they're not normally for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had 22 people in our house Thanksgiving night and then Rachel and I go away to deep Creek mm-hmm. the next day for two days. And, and I don't preach because right. we were still away, which was lovely. Um, not, and not preaching. Yeah. yeah. It was lovely being away mm-hmm. and not preaching for a Sunday. So mm-hmm. I, that'll be the third Sunday I missed this year. I think surprisingly it went well. Usually when you're gone, well. something flies <laughs> off the handle. And this time, like it, the worst that happened was like the baby was screaming a little bit. Oh yeah. That was, it. that was, uh, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? I'm such a good pastor. The new kid. <laughs> Anyhow, um, not your child, not mine. No. Owen has never cried. That's not true. Not in church. He's a little, I think he's done. Aware. He's been a little not bit a squirmier lately. He's, mm. uh, he's starting to, Starting to be like that, but uh, yeah, nothing like totally flew off the handle while you were gone. Here, which was be, a, a different. Was <laughs> Ralph Bush there? Uh, I don't remember. I don't. I don't either. Ralph is the one who kind of threatened me last time, and he says, "Listen, when you go away, you have to tell me." <laughs> and I'm like, I said, I appreciate that, Ralph. He goes, I'm telling you, you got to tell me. Of course, I didn't tell him. So I thought the minute like I'm not there, and Richie Reader walks up, I get to see him be like, "All right, everybody," just yeah. gets up and walks right back out. <laughs> I would I, respect him for it. He I was fantastic. S- by I way. can say that if Ralph, Ralph or Richie, Richie, I, oh, can good. S- yeah. I can say that if Ralph was there, he didn't walk up. He didn't get up and walk away. But I can't tell you if he was there. <clears throat> well, you would know. He talks a lot, right? Very vocal. <laughs> uh, it, a little bit of a chatter. Yeah, Rich, Richie was good. Um, um, the first service, like it. I told him we have to. I have to go. We, we got into it, and it was starting to run over. Right, skip the prayer song. Yeah. So and, and with the, oh, the advent, yeah, uh, with the advent. slides mm-hmm. Bella had to find yep. and everything else. So yep. things went wrong. They just were better at covering it. Yeah. But anyhow, um, no, life is good. Life is busy. It, it's just it's a lot. It's all. It's just a whole lot, and that's okay. And you know, I had a meeting yesterday morning that was one of those things. You go, I can't believe. That God would put me in the middle of this situation and has equipped me in a way to help people, you know. And I left from there to take my mother to Aldi, which is as mentally taxing as anything you can possibly do. We were in line, and I take her to the one in Monroe. By the way, if you're for local Pittsburgh people, if you have a 90 year old mother who doesn't walk very well, 
You take her to the, the new Monroeville Aldi because it's a completely fat, flat parking lot where all the spaces are uh. close. And the parking lot to the sidewalk, there's no elevation change. Mm. And we got in line, and there was, a, there was either we were going to be fourth, fourth, or second in line. But I chose second, even though that cart was super full. Like the woman had an overflowing cart, which set my mother off. She's not a patient woman. Mom, if you're listening, I love you. If you're not, I love you. <laughs> and she just lost it. And it was so, it's normally great. Like before Thanksgiving, she had me take her. And I told her, if you complain about the lines, you're getting a two-week suspension. <laughs> and after about a couple minutes, she said, oh, this is terrible. And I said, mom? And she goes, terribly wonderful for you to take me here. Well, this time she was just flipping out about the cart. And I said, mom, it's only going to be, I bet you no more than three minutes. And I started a stopwatch on my phone and, and then I distracted her. And then she goes, honey, this look, how, she's going so slow and it's all out loud. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, and I showed her, I said, you made it 33 seconds, mom, <laughs> 33 seconds. And it, and it just went from there. And I told her at one point, I said, mom, it's a very long walk home. I said, I'm about to walk out. But so good times. And we had a great time. And I went home and Eric, you'll be happy to know, was able to fix her computer. Nice. Did it again. This time was not airplane mode. Mm. Um, she had a, like a virus or something. So I did the old turn it off and mm. turn it back on. Pretty smart like that. And if I would talk about how great I am and how smart I am and make it all about me, because I never do that, um, you might call me a narcissist. I wouldn't call you that to your face. I might be a narcissist. <laughs> uh, you might be. Could be. You we, might be a narcissist. If, if, oh, that's a whole different. But we've been talking about feelings versus emotions. Yep. And uh, the topic of narcissism has come up. And Brian's done some research, put some things together that I think will help us understand a lot more. Because you can bump into a narcissist and feel like something is really wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this kind of surfaced when we were the whole the whole vein of narcissism kind of surfaced when we started talking about people on social media and online and how people live in this feelings world where, hey, I'm going to flame this person because it's going to make me feel good. Or you're going to look at the type of content that you want because it makes you feel good uh, or bad or whatever. Um, But then we start talking about just about how we live in a world like it's extremely narcissistic. Um, The statistics on selfies, how many selfies are taking taking a day. And all of this really isn't getting to the core of emotions. It is about pleasing and gratifying myself. And so it really got me thinking about what let's, let's talk about what kind of a narcissistic world that we live in. Um, Because in a lot of, in a lot of ways, it's the economy of our world, you know, marketing, sales and marketing. It's all meant to, I mean, they're going to make money off you, but it's all meant to feed something in you where it's like, I can look better. I can feel better. Um, and does, well, I'm, just on the marketing tip, we were talking about feelings, which are all superficial, you know, and you're mm-hmm. aware of them. Mm-hmm. Whereas emotions are what's really underneath and mm-hmm. it's more often subconscious, not that you can't tap into it and understand it. Does marketing ever tap into straight up the, the true valid emotions? Marketing taps into fear. Like they, that's which is a feeling, fear, right? 
um, the desire for pleasure, lust, lust, sex, power, um, and and so these things, and they're they are very good at manipulate. So they'll t- for they my, manipulate feelings, yes, they're, not they're, me they're, emotions. They're going to and they're going to get down to your emotions, but manipulate it on a feelings level. All right, you know what I mean? Sure. They'll, um, they'll offer you something that that goes to your to your emotional needs. Like for for example, like they'll they'll offer you a service or a product that that says. Hey, this will meet your need for attention if you want attention or or belonging. This, right. This will this will further right uh, th- likes. Right. You, that they they need to convince you of your need for it, and oftentimes it's um, people are more convinced of something on an emotional level than they are on a reason level. Mm-hmm. So, well, certainly not reasoning. They never so, appeal to right. your reasoning. Right, not exactly. reasoning, and 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 more often it is emotional, but more often it's it's the superficial feelings. Level. I, I like as you were talking, I was saying likes, likes, likes. Mm-hmm. What does what does Instagram do? What does Twitter do? You know, th- those are all little dopamine hits that are going to make you feel good about yourself. And if but for a short while. if but for a short time, and then so you post something else so that you can get a different reaction from different people or the same people. But you just need that reaction because at the end of the day, because you're dealing in feelings, it's putting you at a deficit. May I? Yeah, please. So if we say that predominantly feelings are the result of unmet needs, unmet emotional needs, and or at times the completion of them. Like, oh, I'm happy mm-hmm. well, because my needs have been met, you know, whatever else. You know, is is that why marketing um, manipulates the feelings? Because they're never going to market to an emotion because that would be sustaining. Right. You know what I mean? So it's the, manip- the manipulation of the unmet needs. 100%. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I had a more profound thought, but it left me. That's that's okay because let's talk about the definition of narcissism, the feeling of needing to love self above all others. And a lot of this came out of our podcast on loving others. Right. As you love yourself. Right. And that's, you know, an important order to go in. Right. Right. So go on. So going back to that, if you if you don't have a proper love for yourself, which is is proper what love. is what narcissism it it manifests as narcissism. So if you don't know how to properly love yourself, how how are you going to go love other people? And 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 we see that again in in chat you know chat rooms in uh, in comment sections message and, boards message board email chains. Um, but we see but but we see that manifestation because we don't know how to love ourselves. All we're in it for is for that dopamine hit. All we're in it for is for somebody to say, "Oh man, I wish I was on that vacation like you were," or. You know, those are the things that so many people online are addicted to because it's feeding some superficial level of of need, uh, but it's not meeting that need. And so in or and so because of that, on the flip side, I think in a lot of ways, that's why you see the hostility just ramping up over and over and over again, because, again, you're not loving yourself. How are you going to love your neighbor? So I think it's just a really fascinating um way fascinating and horrifying way that the world is living right now based on clicks and likes what percentage of narcissists do you think are aware hey i gotta take care of me i matter i'm number one i matter more than anybody else and how many think they're not that way uh no idea (laughs) i love the honesty could could you reiterate that and I'd maybe how many people? So if the definition is in fact the feeling of needing to love self above all others, yeah. how many narcissists are aware of that mm. versus 
those who are oblivious to that fact. I, I think, and I'm no or, expert. I don't have the data. I, I, <laughs> I, do, I do feel like it's... As a, the engineer comes to the table. <laughs> I feel like it's a much smaller percentage of people that would acknowledge that, they, that they're narcissists. Right. Um, and that's why I think this is important to discuss because more people need to understand. We're trying to reach you narcissists out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so more descriptions about narcissism. It's selfish, non-sacrificial, which I think is a very important um, aspect of what we're talking about. Artificial and empty. Selfish, non-sacrificial, artificial, and empty. Any comments on that? It's a bad acronym. Snaz, uh, what do you mean? Yeah, take the first letter of each one. You can't make yeah. a catchy acronym out of it. Well, non-sacrificial. You know, I th- th- I think that one stands out to me because, well, by definition, yeah, you ain't sacrificing squat. No, no. and like, I, I there's a lot of times where I find myself editing myself online because oh. I don't want oh. to. I, like, if if I was if I was a narcissist or if 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 I didn't if if it was all about me, I'd go ahead and say it. Sure. Because that would get some kind of reaction, you know, whether it's good or bad, that would get some kind of reaction. Um, but there's so many times where I'm like, mm, it's, it's not really worth it. It's not worth it to this person. Even if I don't like this person or this person's point of view, uh, what am I going to contribute? So a lot of times I'll edit because I know that it's going to just cause something that it's not going to be anybody peace, you know? Well, and I would go so far as to say I edit both online and in person. You in person? In person. Oh, you have no idea. Oh, I you have, have a good idea, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'll edit because I know it's not what God would have me do, and it's not going to reflect well upon him. Mm-hmm. And my greater mission is not to be right mm-hmm. or to win an argument, but to show God's love to somebody else, which is by nature sacrificing self mm-hmm. for a greater mission or a greater good. Well, and that goes to the next point. It feeds the sin of wanting to Wait, be... Can we go, I want to go backwards a step. Yeah, yeah. Not backwards. Stay there for a minute. Mm-hmm. Because the, the word artificial mm-hmm. screams at me in this. Mm-hmm. And that is, we talk a lot about emotional needs. I don't know if you guys have ever been, you know, paid attention. And when you don't have an emotional need met, you try to steal it. And mm-hmm. you try to take it. I think this is one giant oh, stealing yeah. of an emotional need, and therefore it's artificial. It mm-hmm. doesn't sustain you. It doesn't last. Right. For, for in the same way that, like, if you were to have one night stands and just keep serially having one night stands, or if you're a businessman who just wants to make more and more money, or if you're a drug a- drug addict and you just want to get high all the time, there there are these fleeting things that give you these short term mm-hmm. dopamine rushes, but they're not actually fulfilling you in a long-term sense, giving you a sense of purpose or anything like that. The, the, the person that will have that, those one night stands will continue to uh, feel even more lonely um, given enough time after enough time of, of uh, each instance. And the, and the, the businessman who makes millions and millions of dollars um, uh, oftentimes they end up very, very unhappy and very and alone and alone. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the drug addicts, you know, I, I, that's, that's not a hard one to figure out what, what happens oftentimes there so right it's it again i've i think i've mentioned it before it's like eating sugar that's that's your diet you know when you're when you're dealing with things that are artificial like this it's you're not putting anything good in your body but it still gives you a physical reaction to say i need more of this you know um right it's all the same neural path work like it's all the it's all the same things happening in your brain all those all those examples that mm-hmm. you know i laid out that you like, meant, yeah even down to the sugar though it's the same path it yeah. gives you that momentary absolutely yeah. you know 
Um, yeah, I, I, man, I just had a thought, but it went away. Um, but it feeds the sin of wanting to be our own God. So again, narcissism feeds the sin of wanting to be our own God. It's a counterfeit operating system and produces no real fruit. Again, artificial. Um, when you're eating sugar, you're not going to be healthy for very long. Um, oh, I know what my thought was. Uh, because you had mentioned um, emotional needs, oddly yeah, enough. Crazy. So, and there's no data. I don't know data on this. I'm just, I'm just asking your opinion on, on this. But looking at our society and the way things are right now, like the downside, there's a lot of great things out there. There's cat and dog videos. We all like to see those things. <laughs> not worth that. But what I'm talking about is like, <laughs> you know, the, say Twitter or fa- like these, these places where it can get really nasty really quick. Jay, what would you say is maybe the top one or top three emotional needs that people are looking for in these places but are not getting because of the narcissism and the artificial of it all? I would say attention. I would say belonging, mm-hmm. having a sense of I matter here. I, I'm, I'm a part of something. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, if you look at political arguments, sports teams, social movements, you know, entertainment stars, whatever else, the need for belonging as much as anything else, um, attention. And I mean, to, in a weird way, the only way I can classify it would almost be affection in that that sort of dopamine hit that you know mm-hmm. that that I'm being liked mm-hmm. you know, by definition the likes mm-hmm. you know oh but that goes to attention as well mm-hmm. so I'm I'm really solid on the first two um, having not thought about it for long but you know encouragement sure but not really um, not as much security not at all affection yeah a little bit um, comfort nope I mean. If you're as far as the nasty stuff. Mm. Now, on the other hand, if you and again, we have, we can almost talk app specific, apps like app app specific. Correct. Mm. Like whether it be an Instagram reel or a TikTok video, you're looking for this. Mm-hmm. If it's a nasty argument that's on Twitter, it's that. If it's putting all your stuff out there on Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, it could be your need for comfort mm. because oh, mm. I'm so terrible. Like I saw mm-hmm. one the other day, somebody posted. And then I, and it was somebody I don't, you know, again, the algorithm does what the algorithm does. And, you know, it was cryptic, mm-hmm. you know, my world's ending. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And then I did some research, you know, looked into it a little bit and then you look and there's no comments mm. and you're like, wow, yeah. now your world's ending and, and nobody's joining you. Nobody cares. So I would say, and you know, it depends yeah. on the app and yeah. what the post is. That's yeah. And then you can get into Reddit, mm-hmm. you know, and Eric would be more the expert. I don't know if you're a Reddit guy or not, Duke. Uh, not really. Yeah, more of a YouTube guy. Yeah, but I like the way you're saying that is is it can be by channel because each channel is catering to something a little bit different and a different demographic. Right, right. Interesting. Um, plain and simple, it narcissism is pride, vanity, and ego that only terminates on itself. And I put only terminates on itself because again, there's no fruit. It's a counterfeit. It's empty. So when you're, when you're doing, when you're feeding yourself and allowing yourself, wait, can you clarify terminates on itself? It goes nowhere. There's no, there's no Uh, outward trajectory of it. Like you're feeding yourself all this artificial, um, attention, all this artificial belonging, respect, but because it's not authentic, it never say it goes back to satiates. Right. 
It doesn't satiate. Right. And so therefore you can't really take something real back out to other people because you're not experiencing it. You're not being fulfilled in that. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Can I, I'm doing this again. Can I go backwards a step? Let's go anywhere you want. Where it Jay. says it feeds the sin of wanting to be our own God. Mm-hmm. You know, we, again, we say it every time we bring up anything like this and it's, you know, we're not a Christian podcast. We're Christians who do a podcast. But if we look at, w- would we agree, again, Duke, I apologize, we don't have the stats, that the that there is more and more narcissistic behavior in our society today than 20, 30, 40 years ago? He doesn't know he wasn't around 30, 40 years ago. <laughs> well, I, re- go ahead. I would say we're manufacturing it in a way that we've never done before. I think that we're able to... to see the effects of it much more than maybe you were able to ever before. Well, I, if I, it, let's, let's, let's assume for, we don't necessarily know, but we can, we can certainly say that we can see a lot more of it than we used to before. Um, so. I think we have a vehicle for it more now than before. Sure. Let me, let me go this way. If I think back to the 1970s or something like that, who would be a narcissist then? You know, it's politicians, politicians, that's never changed. Celebrities, (laughs) celebrities, like the big boss. Mm -hmm. Oh, come to my office. Blah, blah, blah. You you think of like, go ahead. People like that. Like you (laughs) go ahead. People like that. (laughs) (laughs) Valid. (laughs) But I would say, did you have to earn your narcissism back in the day. Like now Mm. you can have zero followers, zero friends, zero anything else. And you're spouting off like you're somebody on social media. Whereas like you'd be a lunatic if you did that 40 years ago, I would say we're, we're going to get into four types of narcissism. Mm -hmm. And I I do think that there were a lot of narcissists before because some of them are, some of these four are fascinating how they break down. Cause you, you, you may not think certain traits or behaviors are narcissistic but as we'll as we'll talk about they they are but the other thing that i wanted to mention about are there more narcissists now than say in the 70s i think there's a route that i can that you can point to that that i would say yes and that is that is the connection that we have that we've lost a sense of community we've lost looking people in the eyes we've we've lost Every, there's so much that's artificial online, as as we've been talking about. Because it's so artificial, you're not you don't care about saying that thing to that person. But would you go say that to your neighbor? You know, would you go say right, that same no thing? Con- there's no consequences. To right, you're not shaking hands with people after a fight, looking them in the eye, and going, "You know what? I'm an idiot." You know, you're there. The the ability to be humbled, where back in the old days, you could be humbled very quickly. You're so insulated now from any kind of any of that. That which connects us disconnects us. Yes. So I, I, I would say that I, I do believe that we're manufacturing narcissism. I do believe. I do believe. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> Couldn't resist. Sorry. That's okay. What are your thoughts on that? Like, no, the, I the, agree the wholeheartedly with sure, that. Yeah. And we didn't really talk about my theorization, but that's all right because we don't have any proof of it. That you had to earn your narcissism back in the day, whereas today anybody can be narcissistic. Yeah, and we're, well, there's there's so much more opportunity to connect to way more people than you could before. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, if you have a following of a hundred people, um, nobody in real life really has like a friend group of a hundred people. That's realistic, right? At all. Um, so, but you can you can 
in a very low resolution form with minimal input, you can you can post a selfie and get uh, more attention than anybody could hope to get mm -hmm. um, without being some type of person of extreme importance before the internet existed. Right. Yeah. So, um, so you get that times however many you know people actually using these social media programs, which is everybody. Mm -hmm. And of course, you're going to have a positive feedback loop of of this this narcissistic effect. So I absolutely agree. We are we are absolutely manufacturing narcissism with these with these social media platforms. And I think, uh, but, oh. but but the thing is that you know we're allowing ourselves to do it. We don't we don't we don't recognize the th the the things that it's that these things are doing to us. Oh no, not at all. And I think there needs to be um, a little bit more individual on an individual basis, a little bit more introspection of like what what, it, what am I what am I actually doing when I'm on these social media platforms, mm -hmm. um, and like what is, what is it that I'm trying to accomplish, and does it actually meet with my actual like goals in life? Like what are my what are my actual values? What are my actual goals? And you'll find that most people are like, oh, well, I haven't really thought about my values. I haven't really thought about like what I want um, to. My values are me. Right, exactly. That and and if you were to ask somebody about it, they they probably if they were super honest, they'd say, "Well, I just want to like, just want to feel better. I just want to, like, yep. I just want to experience pleasure. I want to ex experience happiness." And I think back to my question, and then your second point, which I said you had to earn your narcissism back in the day, and you said there's no repercussions today. I think back in the day, if you'd walk around, you know, espousing how great you are and how awesome you are, you'd get checked. Mm -hmm. You would, <laughs> you know, so you you did have to earn it. It still wasn't right, mm -hmm. but it's like, well, you can argue. Guy drives a Rolls Royce, you know, whatever. You know, you're not driving a piece of crap car and saying I'm awesome. People mm -hmm. are like, look at your car. Like right. today, but you, you can hide behind your computer and all day and, long. Or phone and do that. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. take Nobody a picture. You. you can take a picture next to a Lamborghini in a parking random parking lot, right? And just pretend right. like you have it. You know what I mean? And people would believe you. He mm -hmm. said, as if someone had done that. <laughs> yeah. I've only done it once. <laughs> I met him, but. Um, both are ridiculous. I have a Lamborghini, Jay. I'm oh, just I'm never driving. <laughs> <laughs> no way well, to say he doesn't. <laughs> and you, you touched on something that we've been talking about as a, as a thread, um, both in this series, these past, the past two, and then our love your neighbor as yourself. It comes down to intentionality. And yep. there are so many people blissfully unaware um, of their narcissism of their inability to love themselves, of their inability. So it does. I mean, that you hit the nail on the head with that. But how do you get people intentional about becoming even slightly more self-aware to, you know, these, these things that aren't healthy? So that might be a different Does part. that apply to all four types of narcissism? In fact, what are the four types of narcissism? Yeah. Um, so four types of narcissism. Uh, the grandiose narcissist. Is the, that person proud that they have the most grandiose kind? Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. The classic representation of the narcissist, uh, for example, dresses better than everyone, arrogant, lacking empathy, egotistical, attention-seeking, validation-seeking. The entire world revolves around this person all the time. So that's when you, like, I would say for most people, when you think of a narcissist, that's the one that you go to, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's funny. As I read that, I think to myself, like, it, it, what it is, is it's like a, a complete dearth of emotional needs yeah. being met. Yep. And like, like where an addict goes from a functional addict on drugs mm -hmm. to no longer to a completely dependent addict, mm -hmm. it's sort of like the emotional need mm -hmm. didn't get met long enough that something snapped mm -hmm. and you become this narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Uh, number two would be the malignant narcissist. 
all of the things the grandiose narcissist is, but also incredibly mean and does really bad things. For example, steal from their company, cheat, steal. Uh, I did that twice. Um, great criminals. That, uh, so I was listening to a psychologist, and you know, and that's what she said. They make great criminals, and she gave the example of like Bernie Madoff or politicians. So that would be a malignant narcissist. Where sometimes the grandiose narcissist can go, you know what? This is uh, this is maybe not healthy. They, there's, I think, a little self reflection with the malignant narcissist. It's you're into the sociopath category. Right, very much. Sociopath, psychopath. Yeah. Sure. I wonder if that's where you get into Blake. And again, no psychiatrist. Borderline personality disorder. Mm. You know, when you get into some of those traits where you're you're definitely not aware of what you are and there's nothing wrong with what you are. And if you check that person, they you know, they say anybody in a relationship, you know, with somebody who has borderline personality disorder. You don't even know it, but you walk away feeling like everything is your fault and they project all of their insecurities upon you, mm-hmm. you know, as a deficiency in you, not a problem with them. Mm-hmm. Maybe all of them. I don't know. Number three would be the covert narcissist, which I thought this one was pretty fascinating. Someone who feels like a victim of everything in the world while being all the things a malignant narcissist is. Life's done them wrong. They're passive aggressive. Um, so... These are the people, again, it's the, this is the victim of everything. Um, but they do everything a malignant narcissist does? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, that's... I, You're like, copy-paste it, all right? Leave me alone. Yeah, but... Uh, because up until that point, let's take, yeah, let's I'm take, on board with that. Let's take that one out of there. Life's done them wrong, though. So, well, I mean, I can imagine somebody, hey, I cheated on my wife, but hey, it's not my fault. Mm-hmm. You know, she drove it, me to do this. Exactly. Yeah, right. So I can see that, or I stole from my company. Mm-hmm. Because, hey, I don't get paid enough. This person didn't like the thing that I baked them for Thanksgiving. Uh, they just, they just don't appreciate me. I'm so sorry, Brian. <laughs> so uh, th- this one, it's called covert because it, it it can manifest in a lot of ways that uh, you may not think about as you're thinking about selfishness and and pride and. Well, it's sort of the not the opposite, but it's different from the grandiose one mm-hmm. grandiose it's like everybody knows they want yeah whereas this person isn't saying how great they are right they're saying what a victim they are the victim so i think if you're going to put covert narcissists, else, yeah. Yeah. yeah and and that's i mean that is so prevalent everybody's a victim nowadays you know the, like the victim mentality it's it's really crippling it, it cripples the potential that you have yeah. and people feed that like you're supposed yeah. to be a victim you're supposed to be an oppressed group um it, it's a form and, of social credit. Well, we're that's yeah. the ne- that's the next one. It's but it, it ties into that. I, I remember listening to somebody talk about how they had somebody like this in their life, and they had an, they prepped another friend mm-hmm. to join them for drinks one night, and so they made this guy keep coming up with more and more ridiculous stories because every time he oh it's just the worst day today you know my car broke down and and the the person that was like this was like oh man my car got stolen and it, and it ended up like with him being like my family was slashed and murdered and burned and you know everything else and the guy's like man my I wish I had a family but my like he yeah. this is, no matter what he kept upping one more yeah. and it was just well that, yeah that would but I I do find it I just I find it fascinating like when we're talking about the economy of the world that we live in especially online um in our media in our politics you have to be a victim and 
in order to feel some sense of meaning and belonging, which again, it's a, it, it, it goes back to the emotional needs not being met. So I just, I find that one fascinating because it's, to me, it's, it's just, it's everywhere. And yeah, it's also a way to, 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 um, attribute, uh, unearned moral superiority to yourself. You know, what, what, it, and the keyword being unearned, mm-hmm. um, it's a, it's a low in investment, low input way of, of saying I'm better than you. Um, because you don't have the competence to 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 put yourself um, above somebody else in the in the the, the hierarchy, as mm-hmm. it were, um, then the competitive field of reality. It, exactly. Then yeah. you you feel like your only recourse is to tear somebody down in, in order for you to advance. Yeah. So, but but that also does tie into the fourth one because you've you've mentioned things like so um, you said social credit. Mm-hmm. So the communal narcissist is. They're prone to saying, look at me. Hey, I give to charity. I'm at this event. I'm doing this good thing. And they don't really go to do the thing. They do the right thing for the wrong reason. Yeah. They, they do these things so that they can post it on their social media or talk to their friends about how great they are when they they're not their, really interested. Yeah, They change their profile pic to the thing. Right. You know? The current thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know I'm calling a lot of people out there indirectly, but... But, but yeah, that's a perfect example. Well, it's indirectly. Yeah. Because you didn't say them by name. No. <laughs> but uh, that would be a great example, Duke. Thank you. It would be. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, really, were you passionate about that cause, that country, that. No, what have you whatever. done for it? Yeah. Like yeah the, and what'd you do? Right. I mean, I think the last two years, two and a half years, especially um, without naming specific examples. Oh, but I have one. But you keep going. Without naming specific examples, and I want you to name yours. Oh, because nope, I There's really no way. It's no. awesome if it's the same one. It won't be. Um, I can't. I can't. I can't say it because I don't want to. I don't want to mess with people. But the past two years have Mine's clearly two years, go. go so please you know. go for it. This is a very simple, and you can agree or disagree. But the ice, the ice bucket challenge, the water mm, challenge. Mm. For ALS, mm-hmm. like everybody's doing, it. I'm like, are you really passionate about that? Mm-hmm. Or are you doing it because everybody else is doing that, mm-hmm. and somebody made you do it, so you went ahead and did it? Like, uh, go ahead. There's there's an even like worse example on top of that. There were the people that said, "You guys are wasting water by doing this." <laughs> you, there, there were literally people that were that were that would take water from their toilets and then dump it on themselves over their toilet. They could just in order to themselves. save water, mm-hmm. and it's it's like if you. But what think, if that person actually conserves water? How much water are you wasting? <laughs> yeah, a bucket. I, I, okay, so so what are we going to do now? We're going to say that all pools are wasting like inordinate amounts of water. Are, Don't are, tempt them. Like yeah. what about what about like <laughs> what about like sprinklers in the backyard mm-hmm. as, our, oh, yeah. as our kids play on a hot summer <laughs> day? That's, but but, that's but it's the eighties, man. But it's another example of just people blatantly trying to 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 grasp at any uh, unearned moral superiority over one another. And, it, and it's, well, and to a degree they up the ante because it seems more virtuous. Right. Exactly. So these are, those are extreme examples right. of the communal narcissist. Yeah. And, and then, but what has anybody actually done? Not, they, they dump some water on their heads. They, they might like participate in the thing and they might like, they might influence people a little Maybe bit. Maybe they cut a check. Maybe they did. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't. How, I, how, I didn't how many did who did the ice bucket challenge actually made? Uh, I did not. Probably, but probably. I also I also did it in my pool and dumped it on my head, <laughs> falling backward into my pool. So I didn't waste any water. Look at me. <laughs> you are very holy. Look at me. But see, to, this, <laughs> to the same end, you know, yesterday was Giving Tuesday mm-hmm. online for all the nonprofits and having worked for a nonprofit for so many years. Well, I guess I still do. Clearly. Um, like, I remember back in the day when Guatemala had flooding. And I'm talking, I might have been in high school. I don't know. But it was the thing. And, and mission trips were going to Guatemala mm-hmm. and everything else. And then I forget what was next, but a, a hurricane somewhere. And I thought... Those poor people in Guatemala. Like, yes. You were the flavor of the month mm-hmm. for a saw. I mean, oh, let's be there for Guatemala. Mm-hmm. You know, and then all of a sudden everybody's like, wait, where are we going now? Oh, let's be over here for these people. Like, so yeah. you don't care about the Guatemalans anymore. Yeah. I mean, the, and the need was still there. And, you know, so the effects of it uh, are, are wide and varied, I would agree. I would argue. Mm-hmm. And it is, this is maybe as prevalent or yeah. covert with all due respect to covert narcissists. No, I think the covert and and the communal are are labels that can really define the age we live in. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Yeah, those two didn't exist as much back in the right. day maybe. And it's funny cuz to to further differentiate between the two, covert is you're the victim, covert is you're the, you're victim. the victim. With communal, you're the savior mm-hmm. to somebody else's victimhood without any skin in the game. Right. Yeah. And so again, would you tie like now that we've gone through the four? Would you t- would you find any other emotional needs that people are really looking for, or is it? Really are we just? Th- I really think it really goes back to attention. I think attention mm-hmm. is just like it. You, you have to be so starved for attention uh, to to. To be any kind of narcissist. Right, exactly. That's a beginning point. Right. Mm-hmm. But yes. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say it's the end point. Because if you look at a communal narcissist, you're certainly looking for belonging mm-hmm. and communal, oh, community, yeah. yep. but you're looking for respect mm-hmm. to a degree mm-hmm. in that, hey, look, I'm doing something. You better respect me. I'm a part of this cause. I'm, I'm good for that. But also, it's your fear of mm-hmm. having your need for acceptance because I don't want to be excluded. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't do the ice bucket challenge. I'm like... It felt icky to me. Like, I'm, I'm only doing this because everybody else is? Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm afraid of being cast out of a community, well, I'm going to do it. Right. So it's your, you know, your fear of having acceptance not met mm-hmm. um, with... Which... It, would that make you a narcissist or would that just make you f- fearful that you're part of the out group? Well, it's a fear. So fear of having something not met. It, ha- having fear is an example of an emotional need not met. Is a result of it, I should say. Sure. So, if you have a high need for acceptance, you're going to be more susceptible to communal narcissism. Doesn't mean you you are one. I see. And if we talk about narcissism, is manipulate. You know, marketing is a manipulation of of feelings. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm fearful of not being accepted. So if I do that enough, we get to that point. Go over the tipping point. Mm-hmm. Ah, you're a communal narcissist. Gotcha. Uh, as far as the other ones go. I mean, a covert, uh, the covert narcissist, that's a series of unmet needs of all of them mm-hmm. that lead you to the point of being a victim because nobody has comforted you. I would say it's a dearth of, I keep using dearth, sorry, uh, a huge need of, of comfort. Nobody's come alongside you. So you're going to go ahead and take what you got coming to you because nobody's going to be there for you. Right. And 
So that kind of ties into the next point where, where does this narcissism lead? What's the result? Obviously, besides your needs actually not being met, uh, what, what else happens? What's, what are, what's the other side of it? And it's exploitation, using others for your own personal gain to feel better about yourself. So, because again, you're not being, you're not having your needs met. You're not being fed what you need to be fed. You're going to go out and exploit others, um, in, in just a myriad of ways in order to, to try to satiate what you're looking for. Um, and we see that through the constant tearing down and criticism of others and victimizing others to selfishly accomplish something that benefits you or your group. That. I agree wholeheartedly, and I think the ultimate of where this leads is a lack of intimacy and lack of true and healthy relationships. Uh huh. You know that's where it leads because it's whether the group, whether this, that, the online, the anything, it's a further division, which I think is one hundred percent the goal of the enemy at all times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One, uh, we we were talking about the uh, the malignant narcissist, and we malignant narcissist, and we kind of threw around the idea of like psychopathy and, and uh, sociopathy. Like, yep. um, one of the things that uh, characterizes a psychopath is their inability to connect with people long term. Mm -hmm. uh, that's like one of the clinical like things to look for in a psychopath. Um, I think that's that's ultimately a, a, a really good correlation with with uh, narcissism as well as, mm -hmm. as just an, an inability to be because if all you care about is yourself and you never put any uh, input towards other people you never um, self-sacrifice for anybody else then the the likelihood that you're going to um, uh, you're going to connect with people uh, who are also looking for other people who are self-sacrificing self for them uh, becomes much lower uh, so yeah. that's 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 a good endpoint, or well, that's a that's a predictable endpoint for for narcissism is an, an inability to connect with others on a long term basis. Well, if we review what a narcissist is, and we look at it in the face of the three components of a uh, successful relationship, you know, number one is God is at the center of your relationship. Mm -hmm. Well, a narcissist has replaced God with themselves. All right, well, that's not there. Right. Number two is open and honest and vulnerable, vulnerable. communication. Mm -hmm. Well, you ain't open. You're manipulative. Mm -hmm. You're not honest. You're lying. And you're not vulnerable, you're protecting. Mm -hmm. All right, well, that's not there. Right. And then number three is mutual giving. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a one-way street. Yep. So by definition, there's going to be no good relationship with somebody who has developed narcissistic patterns and behaviors out of the result of unmet emotional needs. Man, that's great. Um, and I don't, we shouldn't leave him in a dark place. No, let's... So how how are we going to move from living in feelings versus true emotional health and learning to really love our neighbors ourselves? So again, we we mentioned it earlier, you need to become self-aware of your thoughts and actions. Ask yourself, is this feeling is this a feeling or am I seeing through the lens of true emotional intelligence? And that comes with open and honest and vulnerable communication. You got to have somebody in your life that can check you, mm -hmm. who loves you and isn't just going to, you know, crap all over you. Yeah, that was also number C, too. And I would say this. As we go through these last couple points, mm -hmm. we, we, we break this down as simple as we can on a relational level. We never espouse to be psychiatrists. We're not psychologists. Right. But we are experts in relationships. Mm -hmm. And so if you've got somebody in your life that is an extreme quad narcissist, mm -hmm. <laughs> they're right. all four, right. um, 
you know, these ain't this ain't going to work for you per yeah, se. Right. This is to help make yourself not become one, right? And help survive maybe somebody that's in your life that way. Yeah, professional um, help would be encouraged at all times. You can also complete the emotional needs questionnaire on our website, lunchtimeinrome.com, to get a better understanding of yourself, as Jay was just saying, and your own personal needs. If you don't know what your needs are, How, you're going to be manipulated gonna, by your feelings. Where are you going to start? Yep. I mean, that, that I would if love If you to, don't know what your needs are, you're going to be manipulated by your feelings. That's what we I'm need, saying. We need a t-shirt. God, I want to make t-shirts so bad. Anybody want to make t-shirts for us? Just anybody. If you don't know what your needs are, you'll be manipulated by your feelings. That might be one of the best things that's come out of this podcast. <laughs> 179 episodes in. <laughs> and Brian just now. It took Duke getting here. <laughs> that's right. You're welcome, Third gentlemen. Time. Second time. Third time? Second time. Second time. Yes, second time. time. Really um, only one and a half because you're on here with me. You no, we just we were on once. Yeah. Um, another way to move from feelings to true emotional health and learning to love your neighbor as yourself. Practice, practice, practice at every opportunity. Practice mastering feelings versus emotions, and go back and listen to the previous episodes that we talked about. Uh, all of that in your own life. Learn to embrace your emotions and let them guide you like a compass. So live in emotions, not feelings. When you skipped surrounding yourself. With well, you it. had said that when oh. we were talking about one, uh, uh, well, the first think, one. Right. But I would like to emphasize that okay. because people go, oh, yeah, good luck. Yeah. And what we've talked about so many times on this podcast here at the table is you got to be that for others to become that. Right. Like, I mean, I am amazed at how this is a foreign language yeah. to anybody that I sit down with. And mm-hmm. so you've got to be that before you can surround yourself with that. So at least surround yourself with self-aware people yeah, and people that will be honest with you. Yeah, and that, that's a good point. I mean, it, it kind of ties into a, a, a larger philosophy that I have about life. But being something allows you to, you know, number one, it's authentic. You are that. And if you are that, it attracts that which you are with people are going to you it's going to gravitate towards you and you're also going to be able to recognize it in others to be able to help attract that to you but so you like the whole be do have i don't know if, if you guys have ever heard that, Is that a minion thing be do have no it's it's a it's a personal development thing but like it starts with becoming what that you which want. you want to attract or to be around you know um and, and you know that you that's in the world yeah, but and that's I think that's why we're doing this. You know, that's why we do this podcast is so that you can go from your head to your to your soul. You know, um, and then as you become more aware and better in your life, take that out into the world and be a leader. Yeah. I was just yeah, saying yeah, that. Uh, even if you think you're a novice, you're probably more in tune with this reality than ninety percent of the people you come across. Show them these principles and actions, which is kind of what we just said. I agree. All right. Well, I guess uh, <laughs> Rookies. That, that's the episode. So <laughs> that's the brick wall at the end of this that, episode, right. everybody. Uh, Smooth as so <laughs> Yeah. Is this episode one seventy nine? Yeah. It is. Okay. That that's it for episode one seventy nine. Uh, make sure to give us a like or a follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for lunchtime in Rome. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Mm-hmm.
Bye. The sea cow. Mom, it's a very long walk home. Go ahead. People like that. <laughs> <laughs>